Are you an athlete tired of annoying injuries holding you back from peak performance? Then this podcast is for you. Here we share our expert opinion on hot topics of physical therapy, injury prevention, sports performance, and sometimes other random thoughts. I'm your host, Dr. Ells. Welcome to the Charlotte Athlete Podcast. All right, welcome to the Charlotte Athlete Podcast. Today, our guest is Matt Dangler. He is a dietitian in the area, in the Charlotte area, and we get into macros, calories, uh, a lot of the fundamentals of uh, nutrition, which is important to every athlete. One of the things, if you're not addressing, you really should be. Uh, we get into a lot of the fun details and start with like the simple foundational things that just about everyone should know. We'd love to dive deeper into the subject matter, and we would definitely do it in future podcasts, uh, but I hope you guys enjoy today's interview. We are talking about nutrition. I'm going to have him go ahead and introduce himself before we get into all the fun details. All right. Well, thanks so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here to talk to you guys about nutrition and how that can help your audience, but also you know injury recovery. We're going to be talking about just basic nutrition 101 stuff, but setting goals and, and where do we go from there after you do get injured or recovering from injury, uh, which nutrition plays a huge role. And obviously, um, that is your field as well. But uh, the nutrition part is is got to be in the background as well. Um, so yeah, my name is Matt Dangle. I'm a registered and licensed dietitian, licensed in the, in the state of North and South Carolina. Um, I opened up my practice, RxRD Nutrition, in 2017, uh, where we see like-minded individuals. We do a good job of sharing clients back and forth um, because a lot of them have similar goals. Uh, but uh, licensed we dietitian, work with the active uh, in, up my individual own practice in 2017 who has a goal of nutrition, improving performance. Uh, my background um, is uh, whether that's uh, in the gym, a former um, or middle yeah, school history teacher or and coach, fields, or, um, but fell in um, love or with just, nutrition um, and trying to improve uh, my first master's degree in sports. Science, I tell people all the time, look, there's nothing wrong nutrition. with trying to look better on the beach. Um, and, and really, I'm kind of okay with that. As long as some people are a little bit uh, tentative, and like saying, like, sports oh, yeah, nutrition, you know, that's kind of what I want. I'm like, um, no, no, tell me. Uh, uh, and be okay. Throw it out there. And, and um, because it's, it's a very real topic, and, and it doesn't necessarily, you don't necessarily want to be benching 370 pounds. That's fine. But you just want to look a little better with your shirt off. I'm fine with that. And we, we have a, yeah, you can definitely do both. And there is, um, we have a lot of clients who are like strictly vanity and I'm down for that. And there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, be open and honest and throw it out there. Um, cause that's, that's, what's going to motivate you is when you start seeing the changes in your clothes and, uh, in the mirror and all that. Yeah. I think the big part of nutrition, a lot of people like don't understand is how much it plays a role in that, that vanity aspect or that, that image aspect. Cause like you can't, I think the whole adage of you can't outwork a bad diet, very true. Yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah, and uh, you know, talking about background, um, uh, before becoming a dietitian, I, I worked as a, a history teacher, a middle school history teacher for eight years, um, and uh, and coach football, basketball, track. And in that time, I had a, a lot of really cool experiences interning with uh, the Carolina Panthers and um, the uh, University of South Carolina Gamecocks football team. And, um, you know, what we come to find out is that a lot of people don't know anything about nutrition. <laughs> Even you would think those guys at those levels, um, you would think they'd have that locked down and it would be all they could think about, but they don't. Um, so uh, dietitians play a pivotal role in, in getting them to be eating the right things at the right times so they can perform their very best um, in front of 70, 80,000 people. Even though maybe we don't, uh, we still we can still be training just as hard as those folks and nutrition is as important to, to us as it is to them. Um, and so opening up my practice, you know, I really wanted to gear that focus to the active individual because it, there is a 
there is a big misconception in the gym the the gym world as far as what we should be eating when we should be eating it how much we should be eating we're going to be talking a lot a lot about that today um as far as uh you know it's not always about more protein bro um <laughs> it's not chicken ba- uh, broccoli and it rice doesn't only. need to be it can be if that's <laughs> what you want to do but like i think it's and and to your point as far as like uh like motivation and things uh it would be what keeps you going Right. And if you're, if you, if you can be a dog, right, you eat the same, you get just excited, you eat the same food every day that, that, uh, that meal comes on the table and you can be super excited breakfast, lunch, dinner. Great. Makes life easy, but it doesn't need to be. And I think that's where, uh, I think that's a huge misconception. And, you know, maybe that's part two, part three, part four is gym misconceptions. We can go into that. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I think, um, when we when we talk about nutrition it's going to be what works best for you and you know and of course there's a lot of fad diets there's a lot of things out there about what you should be doing not eating more of less of no carbs intermittent fasting ketos all of those things that are thrown out there when everyone anyone asks me you know what what's good what's not good what should i be doing it's what works best for you and, and what can you comply with? Um, you don't necessarily have to do any of those things, but if you like it and you want to do that, then do it. Um, I've got clients who come to me and they are doing it and they're like, look, this is what I'm going to do and you're not going to move me off. Okay, cool. I will work with you to, to best support you to get where you want to be using those, you know, those time restrictions or food restrictions. Um, but oftentimes people will come to me and they're like, I have tried that. I've done that. I don't want to do that anymore. <laughs> is there? Can I still look my best, perform my best without having to do all those things? And the answer is definitely yes. Yeah, it's just being able to fit your schedule and just like strength training is the consistency. Yeah, something you can actually do yeah. more than just one week at a time. Yeah, yeah. And I'm sure in your world too, it's about you know people recovering and yeah. injury recovery. You got to stay consistent with it. You got to mm-hmm. do the work. You got to put in the work. Yeah. Um, and then and, being efficient and yeah. making sure you're doing it right. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Peace of mind is also nice. Yeah. Make sure you're doing it right. That's why coming to you would be great because you, you know, you see what does, you know, what he suggests. You do it and you see results and you're just nice and safe, uh, you know, peace of mind there. So our first subject uh, we're going to go into is Nutrition 101. So breaking down the macros. Macros is a very common thing thrown around now nowadays. I feel like most people. Some people may know what that is. Mm-hmm. Um, do you use macros a lot in terms of how you talk and break down things for patients? Yes, yes. That's that. That is where we begin because that's where everyone should begin when it comes to food and calories and nutrition. Is the first thing is going to be calories, and that's of course the amount of energy that's in a food, um, and that's how our body runs. Is that's the energy we use. It's called calories, uh, kilocalories to be more specific, but short calories. Um, and that is that is the energy we use to operate. Um, and then when you talk about where do those calories come from, and that's when we talk about macronutrients or macros. And those are going to be three major ones, and that's carbs, fats, and proteins. Those are the only things that provide you energy. That's calories because those are the only things that provide calories. Now, there is an asterisk here. Uh, there's actually a fourth macro, and that is alcohol. <laughs> a sneaky one. <laughs> yeah. um, that is a sneaky one uh, because, yes, it does provide calories. Uh, and that is uh, – so when we, when we break down the technically four macros that we're talking about, uh, carbs, fats, proteins, and alcohol, protein and carbs are going to have four calories for every gram. Uh, fat's going to have nine calories for every gram. And then the sneaky one, alcohol is seven calories for every gram. 
Now, why it deserves an asterisk and one maybe we don't necessarily talk about a lot or why does it is quote unquote sneaky is that we can't necessarily use those calories for energy. We, we can use carbs, fats, proteins for energy. We cannot use alcohol for energy. So that's where it kind of gets kind of that like asterisk fourth one. Um, so, but we, that could be another part of yeah. this series. So uh, it deserves its own yeah. podcast hour. Um, but, uh, and I will say, I'll say this now and get on the record that you do not need to eliminate all alcohol to get to your goal. If you like drinking it and you like to have a good time and you're safe and moderate, you can definitely include it. Does it have calories? Yes, of course. Does it have baggage? Yes. Does it make you want to eat a large cheese pizza at the end of the night? Yes. And that's fine. <laughs> But let me tell you, it's going to be a lot harder to get to your goals, but you can definitely still do it. We are not in the elimination business. We are often viewed as dietitians. We are people who are the food police. We are not the food police. We often try to incorporate more foods than we try to push away or eliminate, which is, I know, the, a big misconception for us. I promise you, we talk about more people come to me like, I can have that. I can have, yeah, you can have whatever you want as long as you just take account for it, Mm -hmm. which kind of goes into our subject here as far as calories and macros is that when we talk about nutrition, the importance of nutrition and like the hierarchy of nutrition, I like to always envision like a pyramid. And at the very base of that pyramid is total calories is how many calories are you taking in? And that's, that's the first place we start with anybody would be like, you know, somebody off the street, hey, Matt, you know, uh, I want to try to get leaner. I want to try to reduce body fat mass. Okay, cool. I'll say, how many calories are you eating per day? If you have no idea how many calories you're eating per day, you should probably start there. Yeah, that's probably like most a good people spot. have no idea. From yeah. everyone I talked about in here, because I mean, obviously, the big subject here, like, what do you eat every day? And it's, it's a huge variance. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, and, and the, the active culture, the active community who we typically see, we have a lot of people who aren't eating enough which is sometimes comes to a shock to a lot of folks because they're like, dude, I'm trying to lose weight and you're telling me I got to eat more. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, you, you do. You can't, you, you can't, un, it's, it's not always about being in a huge caloric deficit because you're not going to make any changes. You're not going to make any budges uh, and you're not going to recover well. You're not going to feel good. Your training's going to suck. Your energy's going to stink. Your sleep's going to suck. You're going to be irritable. You're going to be moody. No one's going to want to be around you. It's just not a good recipe (laughs) for success. Um, So we definitely want to figure out total calories that you're taking in. Good good place to spot, good spot to uh, start as far as, um, uh, you know, getting started is figuring out how many calories you take in. Um, Now, of course, an easy way to do that is just track your calories for the day. And there's a lot of free apps that you can do. There's paid apps, whatever, but like, that's a good spot. Um, in my practice, we use my fitness pal. It's free. I know they, you know, there are paid versions of that where they've got other bells and whistles, but generally you could start there and just kind of track easily on your phone, figure out how many calories you're taking in. You could be as simple as that. Um, and then, then figure out your goals. Like, what are you trying to do? Are you trying to lose body fat mass? Well, Okay, well, if you intake, you know, you want to, tr- if you're trying to lose body fat mass, you want to expend more than what you take in per day, right? And that's called being in a caloric deficit. And that's your goal. Now, it's easy to do that a couple times a week, but can you do that consistently? Consistently is the key word <laughs> <Very> here. Consistent. <laughs> Which might be our, yeah, word it's going to be the big word of the day. Can you do that consistently over time? And that's where true weight loss right. is. It goes and 
you know, that's where fad diets come in and, you know, where they eliminate a lot of your favorite things or eliminate foods or, or times that you can eat and all those things. If it puts you in a caloric deficit, yeah, you're going to be successful. How you get there is, you know, whatever works best for you, but it doesn't need to be that hard. You don't, don't think that you have to not eat the half the day, you know, these long fast, intermittent fasting to get to where you want to be. You don't. Especially if you train during that that uh, fasting period, you're not going to feel too great. So, you know, we're kind of going off on a tangent, but um, <laughs> yeah. but like uh, you know, it comes down to that. You know, as far as overall calories, the next tier up on our our pyramid is going to be macronutrients, which we kind of talked about, right? It's the macros that make up the calories. But where are your macros coming from? Uh, and you know, carbohydrates have gotten a bad rap for whatever reason, right? Is that the reason being is that we eat a lot of them. It's easy to eat a lot of them. They taste really good. Yeah. And it's easy to expend them, and then you're hungry again. Um, but no carb has ever made anyone fat. No amount of carbs have made anyone fat. And look at the research, and they've literally done taken subjects, and they gave them variants of diets and just keeping the calories the same, exercise the same, and gave them different percentages of carbs, fats, proteins, and they saw similar, and if this was a weight loss challenge, they saw similar weight loss in people who most of their, car, most of their calories are coming from carbs, most of their calories are coming from fat, most of their calories are coming from protein. It didn't matter because it all came down to calories. Right. Calories now, in, calories out. That's it. Yep. And calorie is king. And now the way you feel, the way you perform based on what your intake is, that can be different. And it most likely will be different. If you are trying to run a marathon and you're just eating a bunch of no carbs and all fat or something, right? Like you're not going to feel that great or all protein. You're not going to feel that great. Your main energy source is carbohydrates. You, you're going to want carbs to, to fuel your performance. But um, so the macros there are important. And then as we move up the ladder or the, excuse me, the pyramid, we're going to hit uh, micronutrients, which again could deserve its own podcast. We're not going to necessarily go there, uh, you know, but that would be like your vitamins and minerals. Yep, and then, and stuff like that. Yep, exactly. Yeah, um, and then uh, food timing is also a huge part of this. Uh, that's that's above the micronutrient and the very tippity top of your pyramid. The least important thing is supplements, ah. which again deserves its own yeah uh, uh, discussion. But supplements, I you know. I have more people nowadays coming in and telling me all the pills and powders and all the things yeah, that they're sure. taking. I'm like, dude, are you eating any real food? Yeah. What are you eating? It's all meal replacement it's stuff. It's all powder and liquids yeah. and all that stuff. And it's like, hey, you know, there's definitely a spot for it, right? There's definitely a spot. And I'm fine. I'm not, you know, I'm definitely a food first dietitian. I want you to get through your food. Your body wants you to get it through mm -hmm. your food. Um, but there are place times and places for supplements and I'm fine with that. You know, we want to supplement quote unquote supplement your diet if you're not going to get through your food. And that's for instance, like a big one we talk about is like an omega three. If you don't eat fish or, you know, or an abundance of fish or like a salmon, which is a fatty fish, chances are you need to supplement an omega three in your diet. Rounds out the diet. Yeah. Because you're just not getting it through yeah. your diet. So here comes a supplement. That's where that's important. Right. But, you know, it's not where you got to get everything, every pill and powder and, you know, yeah, whatever. It'd be exhausting. I don't know how it, people remember to take and it. And very expensive. <laughs> yes, that too. Go buy real food. You'll yeah. save a lot of money. Real food's great. That's right. Uh, and, you know, uh, some people might not know that it's not FDA regulated, right? The yeah, supplement world. A so scary that way. 
It is. So just because it's on a store shelf or it's on a label or whatever, um, you know, it doesn't mean what's that it's actually in there. I mean, you and I could put something in a bottle, say it's a miracle, whatever, and sell it, and you know, it doesn't have to do anything. Probably make a lot of money. Pick a ton of money. <laughs> <laughs> We're out here fighting the good fight yeah. here. I should just make some yeah, product. The Michael Jordan secret stuff. That's right. Stuff. That's, yeah. that's what I need. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, no, and and uh, and they'll put it on there. People will buy it, and you know, again, it's unfortunate, but it's not until somebody drops dead that somebody walks in and goes, maybe yeah. we should take a look at this stuff. Yeah. Um, which is unfortunate, but, um, so yeah, so th- that's kind of like nutrition 101 really quickly, uh, as far as what, what, where you should begin when it comes to nutrition. And again, any, any one of your goals, if you're trying to perform better, you're trying to lose weight, you're trying to gain weight, you're trying to put on muscle mass, any gym that you go to, whether you're a runner, lifter, boot camper, whatever you're doing you should begin there. And, and to your original point, you can't out train a crappy diet. You just can't. I mean, you've got to make sure the nutrition's dialed in because if you're looking at overall caloric expenditure per day, a very small percentage of that is it going to be from your exercise for right. most people, unless you're running marathons every day, a very small percentage of your caloric expenditure is from, is from your workout. The rest is coming from your BMR, which is basal metabolic Breathing, rate. Breathing, surviving, <laughs> yeah, yeah, being just, awake. Just living, yes. Yeah. Uh, breathing. Um, and then your next biggest one, which most people don't like, wouldn't necessarily consider, is your NEAT calories, mm-hmm. non-exercise activity thermogenesis. That's you just kind of walking around, being a part of the world, going to the grocery store, going to work, taking the flight of stairs, all of that extra stuff, um, tapping your pen on your desk, like all of that fidgety stuff, uh, which is a pretty cool study. They looked at fidgeters and looked at like non-fidgeters and people tend to be leaner or are spending more calories when they fidget Yeah, because you're expending more calories. Yeah. I saw something that said that you couldn't like learn to fidget though. I saw like some people that don't fidget or try to fidget and it wasn't the same. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. I don't don't know. That's a whole other topic. Neat's an interesting thing though. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, yeah. And we don't, I don't think we give it enough value mm-hmm. because that is your next largest caloric expenditure. Yeah. So, you know, if you're if you're sitting there doing absolutely nothing and you just can't even think that I can't exercise or whatever like just get moving around. Mm-hmm. Like literally go for a walk. I mean that I mean it's not necessarily I mean that's activity but it's not it's not like high intensity. Right. Um, you know, even in just 10 minutes a day. You know, go out Take your phone, set a timer for five minutes, go outside, walk. When it buzzes, turn around, go home. That's better than nothing. Yeah, just keep um, moving. Yeah, definitely. So, uh, and then you know, then you're looking at the next big piece of that pie would be um, as then your activity, right. as your exercise. But you're only talking like ten to fifteen yeah. percent of your overall caloric burn is from yeah. exercise. Yeah, what those those watches and stuff tell you is can be very overdone in terms of they, caloric count. They are just not accurate. No, they're just not. They're not there yet. I think one day maybe we will be. Um, it's just not. It's just not a good assessment. Mm-hmm. You know, like my watch told me I burn a thousand calories. I'm like. <laughs> Okay. Good for, like, yeah. yeah could, it, maybe. You did, probably, probably didn't do that in a 30-minute <laughs> yeah. boot camp class. You just yeah. did it. It's impossible. Yeah. I yeah. mean, I, I'm, you know, so. Uh, and then and then the last little part of that pie graph is actually eating. Mm-hmm. You do burn calories actually eating right. food. Uh, but, you know, very small amount. Very small. So, um, <laughs> so, uh, so, yeah. So, that's kind of when we talk about energy expenditure, you know, where – 
where we start thinking about how much you're expending per day uh, versus how much you're taking in, right? That's where we got to start figuring out that balance. And, and then it comes down to your goals as well, you know, and who we typically see, we see mostly, again, the fitness community and folks are trying to lose weight and body fat mass loss. Um, and so, of course, we need, we need even a caloric deficit. Now, we do see a bunch of uh, athletes, and uh, we are seeing a lot more uh, high school athletes, particularly like football players, especially kind of in that off season, and we're from the winter till now-ish, you know, getting ready for the next football season, but trying to put on mass, um, which, you know, most people don't want to hear this, but that's sometimes harder than putting on and losing body fat mass is putting on muscle mass. I would it's argue a, that side, yeah. It, it is very very hard yeah. to do um you have to be super diligent just like you would losing body fat mass yeah. but like it's difficult yes it's difficult yeah that's what um, the struggle i always had i was a very thin adolescent i mean i i started high school at 104 pounds wow uh, like five six five seven um so like my whole mission during high school was trying to put on weight yeah i ended up i was pretty diligent like we talked about before the podcast started and i, I put on 110 in Wow! Yeah, more than I weighed when I started. Wow! Um, that was a well, lot. You also of grew like three feet too. Yeah, that too. Yeah, <laughs> three feet on top of that. It was it was a lot of change. But yeah, the diligent uh, mindset was like the thing I had to stay with because it wasn't. It was not a one day eat a thousand, yeah. you know, ten thousand calories. It was every single day yeah. eating like well, and that was really difficult. Yeah, it still is. Yeah. yeah, for a lot yeah. of people. Yeah, I remember. Uh, I played football all through high school and college and, um, you know, was always trying to put on mass and, you know, get bigger and stronger and stuff. And I remember football coaches just telling you to go mad. You know, like, what are you talking about? It was a gallon of milk a day. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, I <laughs> My mean, dad did that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, okay, but like, I mean, you don't really need to do that. But like, that, <laughs> no, that so was like though. old advice. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and it worked. I mean, that's whole yeah. milk. Yeah. That's a lot that's of a calories. Lot of calories. And we're talking that bottom part of the pyramid. Like, <laughs> you're getting that one checked off. Carbs, fats, proteins. Yeah. So you're hitting all the groups. It's a lot of calories. Hey, yeah. that's a, you could do that. Yeah, not to condone it, but I had an Olympic lifting coach that told me he would eat cheesecake every night when he was bulking. That was his only addition. <laughs> I was wow. like, all right. It's a bunch of calories. bunch of calories. Probably not the greatest macro distribution. All but, at once, yeah. a bunch of carbs. Put them right to sleep. Yeah. You know, it, it, <laughs> that's right. A little bit of a coma maybe. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it, it does come down to, you know, is that the most nutritious thing? No, but like if you gotta find calories, yeah. it works. Yeah. It does work. Yes. That's that, um, that dirty bulking scaries. That's right. That's right. Um, so uh, as we kind of progress through here as far as um, overall like goals, right? And so we've kind of talked a little bit about goals as far as, you know, whether that's body composition, um, uh, in the gym, performance, things like that. You know, where we're gonna Gear the next part of this, which makes sense because of who we're talking to, uh, as far as the Charlotte athlete, what they do is like, maybe your goal is to come back from an injury, right? And that would be, um, you know, whether that's surgery related or back tweaks or whatever. And that's definitely not my scope of practice. I leave that to you guys, but, uh, their nutrition is a huge part of that. And I know you guys do a really good job of talking to your clients because I see a uh, handful of them and they tell like you know they say like you know you you do it here but go see matt he'll figure that out because that's going to help and aid in your recovery and speed up that process um just like you know if you're trying to put on mass or lose matt you better get in the gym and that will speed up the process it's not the only thing but like it's definitely going to help yeah um you got to tag that nutrition part of that as well so we're uh 
Now, as far as you know, your typical client, are you guys, you, and I'm sure you see a variety, but like, is it mostly uh, like, will you have people coming from surgery and mm-hmm. things like that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we definitely do. I have a couple post-ops right now. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So yeah, so, um, cause answer can change a little bit, but, yeah. um, so yeah, so as far as just starting out, I think a huge misconception for, um, uh, for people who are, are coming back from injury is that they have to eat a lot less, right? Because they're like, not okay, well much. I'm not moving. Yeah. Right. So I have to eat less. And that means, cause I don't want to get fat or I don't want to like, right. And you know, certainly if you are expending less, but you are intake is the same, right? We just got done talking. Mm-hmm. You're going to put on some weight or right. unwanted weight or mass. Um, that's not necessarily true in these cases, especially if you're coming post-op, because your body you your body still requires a, an additional twenty percent of calories because you're trying you're in recovery mode, mm-hmm. right? You've felt trauma. You've gotten surgery. You you need to tag on another 20-ish percent on your overall caloric intake um, because of that recovery phase. Right. Do you so have, do you have like a suggestion for like how? Is it like protein based or are you about to get into that? And I'm, yeah, we're going to get into oh, that. Come on. Yeah. yeah. All right. So great segue. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah. And, and what that's coming from is going to matter here uh, because uh, we probably would dial back the carbohydrates just a little bit just because the expenditure is not there. You're not using those energy sources so oftentimes, if you have an abundance of that, you're going to break that down to sugar, stores, fat, So because you're just not using it as much. Um, so just got to be mindful of that. However, uh, if that's going to be dialed back and we want to still kind of maintain those calories, we have to bring something up. And in this case, it would be protein. So uh, research shows that we want to be, uh, we want to be hitting around 1.6 to 2.5 grams per kilogram per day. So, <laughs> um, I'm no math major, but, um, uh, you know, that, that's going to be a decent amount. Okay. So, uh, you know, if you're, if you're, um, I was doing a little bit of math for me, um, you know, if you're in that kind of that 170 weight range, you know, you do, you take your overall weight, you divide it by 2.2, which is kig, uh, kilograms per, um, conversion. And then you multiply that, um, uh, and then multiply that by that 1.6 to 2.5, um, number. Uh, and of course that ranges based on, you know, height, weight, age, and gender, um, has to be customized to you and all that good stuff. But, um, you know, you're looking at that 170 at that upper level at that 170 pound, 170 pound person, that upper level two times 2.6, you're looking at hundred, almost 200 grams, 198 grams of protein per day. That is a good amount. That doesn't happen on accident. No, it's very purposeful. Um, and yeah, it's very, it has to be purposeful. And that can be really hard to do, especially if you're not necessarily expending a lot of calories per day. You might not be activating a lot of hunger cues, which is normal. That's fine. It's just we needed, we just like anything else, we have to be really mindful of that intake. Um, and those caloric intake and that protein intake and kind of dividing that up into smaller meals throughout the day. So it is something that you can process, but also get throughout the day. So there's no huge heavy load of any macronutrient here. Um, uh, and then if you are post-op too, again, uh, another plug for amount of calories is that if you're on crutches, 
you're expending two to three times more energy on crutches than you are just walking. That's wild. That's wild, right? <laughs> so, you know, you often don't think about that because you're not moving, but like you are, you are expending a lot more energy doing that. So, you know, we have to account for that. So make sure you get your calories in, uh, to, to support that. So, um, uh, back to protein. Yeah. That 200 grams or whatever your number might be, it's It's going to be high. You're It's going to be a challenge. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm sure, uh, looking at you, you're eating a lot of protein throughout the day. You're a big, strong guy. Um, you know, that's, and I'm sure your number is large as well, just, uh, f- uh for the trained individual to put on mass. That's a, it's gotta be a big number. Um, it, and I'll put this into perspective a little bit as far as comparison to the, to somebody who's just training regular and, and not, um, not necessarily trying, not coming off of an injury or whatever, that number's still big, and that's about one gram per pound, or right. about 2.2 um, grams per kilogram per day of protein intake per day. So, you know, to make it super easy, you know, if you're 200 pounds, you should be around, you know, anywhere from about 180 to 200 grams of, pro- of protein per day. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's, that's, that that number is ticked up a little bit to that 2.5 grams per kilogram per day for recovery. And it's not, not crazy high, but like, that's about right. Yeah. Shifts the pie chart though. Right? A little bit. Yep. It sure does. And you know, the, um, the, like, again, perspective, um, you know, a, a bodybuilder, right. Is about 1.2 grams pound, uh, grams of protein per, uh, pound of body weight per day. So, you know, you're kind of in that range. Um, and anything, again, if this is a normal, healthy individual, anything beyond that, you're not necessarily using for muscle protein synthesis. You can take it in, your right. body will metabolize it, yeah. you know, whatever. But, like, you're not necessarily getting the full benefits of it. Um, so you don't, you know, oftentimes that's, I think that's a big misconception. Yeah. People think I just need more and more and more and more protein. You, you don't, I mean, you can, but it's not going to do much for yeah. you. Um, so, you know, I think that's, that's something else too, as far as, uh, we got to make sure that you're getting enough for that recovery. And this is again, just for speed of recovery to make sure that, you know, you're working with, you know, uh, the Charlotte athlete and guys like that and, and, and trying to recover, but make sure you're doing your job at home as well. Not only the stretches and the band work that they tell you to do, I'm sure, but also the nutrition side. And that's going to help speed up that recovery, um, as well. Um, and when we talk about protein, we want proteins that are high in leucine. Leucine is an amino acid. Um, and we're not going to get maybe too sciencey with this stuff because people will probably stop us, uh, (laughs) and they'll stop listening. But, um, uh, what we want to be looking for is foods that are high in leucine. Um, and, uh, those are going to be found in, in most of our proteins, but things that we're thinking and considering, of course, are going to be like your dairy proteins, cheese. Um, that's also going to be like in yogurt, cottage cheese, things like that are going to be pretty dense in protein and leucine. Um, our meats, you know, that would be most animal meats, um, fish, it's going to be high there, but also, um, some nuts and seeds as well. You know, you're going to find some leucine, but you know, I would say if, if you're trying to find those grams of leucine to help improve muscle protein synthesis, go for your animal meats. Yeah. Now whole foods, it comes back down to whole foods. foods. That's right. That's, that's right. Place. Not the supplements. Yeah. Um, now if you're sitting there going, well, Matt, I'm, I'm vegetarian, I'm vegan. I can't do that stuff or I, I choose not to, or I have religious restrictions or I have a sensitivity or intolerance. That's cool. 
you, you don't necessarily have to do that. This is where supplements can be helpful. Yep, where it's go. like, if I'm not taking through my diet, supplements can be helpful to make sure that you are getting that. You can literally get a leucine supplement, put it in, um, you know, put it in a smoothie or drink or whatever to make sure you're getting enough per day. Um, you can also find it in um, like a whey protein or other plant proteins will have that um, uh, supplemented in or fortified in, or you just add it yourself. Um, if you can't do like a whey protein, cause whey protein is dairy based. And if you can't digest that, or you just don't want to have that, you don't have to, there's a lot of plant-based versions out there. Um, but also, um, uh, um, like, a, um, things like soy, mm-hmm. um, like tofu te- and, and like a tempeh, right. they're going to have some leucine in it, oh, high yeah, protein nice, content. Yeah. So those can be uh, vegan and vegetarian right. options as well. Okay, good. Wow. All right. Well, thanks so much for having me. I can't wait to come back because we got a lot more to go into. Um, so yes, you can find us. We are RxRD Nutrition, RxRDNutrition.com. Um, you can find us on Facebook as well as Instagram, RxRD Nutrition. We love to put out a lot of educational content. So check us out for more information, shoot us messages, and we love to keep that conversation going. Um, and you can go right to our website and get on there for a free 20-minute phone consultation with us, and we'll give you a call and, and talk about you and figure out what the best uh, steps for you. Um, we are uh, we are based in um, Charlotte, and we also have an office in Fort Mill. Um, and but if you are not from these areas, you doesn't mean you can't work with us. We have a lot of virtual clients as well, um, so uh, feel free to reach out to us, and we can get get you started on, on reaching your goals. Awesome, Matt. Thanks for coming in. Yeah, thanks for having me. Looking forward to part two. All right, sounds good.